Welcome to Hidden Wisdom Radio, shining wisdom on everyday issues of the heart, mind, and soul, hosted by spiritual success mentor, Bernadette Gold, and intuitive empowerment strategist, Julie O'Brien. Father, Mother, God, give us the eyes to see, the ears to hear, and a heart to understand all you wish us to know. Help us co-create a life of love, joy, and compassion for ourselves and others. Amen. Those of you who are new, my name is Bernadette, and I've been mentoring clients through their personal issues and their business issues since 2000, using my intuitive gifts of clairvoyance, clairaudience, um, channeling, mediumship, and... Um, spiritual counseling. I'm here right on Facebook. <laughs> I'm on all over the place. You guys can look me up, BernadetteGold.com. But I have the lovely and really powerful Julie O'Brien. So Julie, would you share with everyone what your genius is, what you do and what you focus on? Because I know you're just like me. You're, you know, multi-passionate and you have lots of things you do for people. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Bernadette. And thank you so much for um, persevering with this. I'm really excited. Um, yeah, as you said, I'm multi-passionate. I'm also multifaceted. So I suppose the best way to explain me being um, an intuitive empowerment strategist is that um, I get to work with lots of people in and around their mindset, uh, how they're thinking, how they're feeling, but also how do we how do we bring that together with um, our spirit and, and our intuition and um, so the last sort of 15 years, I've, I've been coaching uh, with the methodology of NLP, which is um, neuro-linguistic programming. And for those of you who do or don't know much about that, can I just simply say it's just the way our, our brain, you know, physically likes to, to create neural pathways and, and belief patterns that uh, creates our behaviours. And it's a study that basically allows us to go in with to our unconscious mind and, and change our beliefs to, to therefore change our behaviours. So that was sort of predominantly what I was using in business. In, um, I had a corporate role for, for years in learning and development and change. And so it's been the last 12 months, 18 months that I decided to, um, I just really, I did up and left my, my safety and security and decided to create a space to work with um, intuitive business women. Uh, who really wanted to to break out of their world of status quo and create um, a, a passionate business out of their gifts and out of their intuition and and and, and really just an, a more empowered life. Um, so, yeah, that's you know, and, I, and sort of in Australia, NLP is sort of not as well known as it is in America and in this in the UK. So um, I've been lucky to be in these sort of grounding years of um, bringing it out into spaces. And uh, so it's sort of, yeah, that, that's my passion, but I'd, I'd love to bring it into to my spiritual intuitive world. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I'm playing with trying to get the banners right and the overlay removed. Um, so, yeah, you guys, for those of you who are coming on late, uh, Blog Talk Radio literally went down right as I was calling in to start our show. And Julie couldn't get on. I couldn't get on. Ridiculousness. <laughs> and yet this is what happens a lot. I mean, I've had some powerful people on my show long ago and literally we shut stuff down. I was excited <laughs> to come back. Julie, you were too, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Absolutely. <laughs> so we're just, we're, we're kind of, um, 
last minute putting this together on a Facebook Live, and then we're going to download it and put it as an episode right onto Hidden Wisdom. Hopefully, Blog Talk gets their stuff straightened out, but we're not going to let it stop us. We did want to talk to you guys about um, some things that we've been talking about, some things that are coming up, certainly, for um, our clients and whatnot. So, yeah, Julie sent me a really cool article, and it just goes right along with what I've been feeling. I shared it on my page yesterday. Julie, like, can you share what that kind of what what you, your thoughts are? Not the article necessarily, just your thoughts on the topic of this ultra positivity spiritualism. Yeah, yeah. And and it's it's interesting because it sort of aligns to basically my principles when I'm working with somebody and um, cr- holding the space for them to sort of ex- understand their own intuition and also to understand that everything that happens to us is not bad, uh, but also it's not about being ultra positive all the time. Um, you know, there's a universal law that 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 really is about equilibrium. And I think as, as humans and, and society will often sort of teach us to, to be good and to be positive. We actually need the other half, which is to be bad <laughs> and to have negativity. Um, just like when I'm talking about emotions, there are no bad emotions. There is just an emotion and whether it's dysfunctional or functional um, will play out in how we think and feel and act. So this, this ultra positivity, people will tend to think that just by sitting and saying affirmative words or, um, you know, trying to think positive all the time, they're actually going against their grain of embracing the experiences that are happening because they're happening for a reason. They have purpose. Um, the pains, the sorrows, the traumas, you know, on such a higher level and even on a spiritual level, are there to teach us something. So it's not about discounting them, getting rid of them and replacing them just with positivity. I think that is dangerous because then people are creating more of an unrealistic um, reality, if if that makes sense. Mm. It it does. Um, And you and I have talked about it, and I think I've done live streams on it, this whole thing of spiritual bypassing, using spirituality Mm. as a way to bypass how you're feeling, how you're really feeling is I think a very dangerous practice. I don't think that, um, I think it's just, it becomes another addiction, yeah. right? Yeah. Or an excuse, another another way to validate something that, that because the power is outside of us instead of embracing the actual facts that it's within us and it's, 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 it's navigating and exploring those things for ourselves and it comes from within. Uh, because I have found that, um, and, and because I am that linguist, like linguist, that I'm listening to words all the time, I can hear that it becomes the Band-Aid for many things. And therefore, you know, the person is really not c- connecting with the actuality of what's happening or what they're feeling um, or even with their spirit. So, yeah, yeah. It's disheartening. It's, I mean, honestly, it it's... An unfortunate side of the work that we do, we have to see that side um, mm. of, of it. You know, there's that other side of it where people come to us and they want that miracle solution, that that quick fix pill. <laughs> mm. <Yeah. laughs> Let me go yeah. find an intuitive to fix my business or to fix my life or to fix my relationship. And it just doesn't work that way. And I think that no. too is an unrealistic expectation. Yeah. 
And I think this is, uh, you know, and I mean, I you have it in your teachings where you're forever, um, you know, framing things up so that people understand it's their, it's their complete 100% responsibility for their learning, for their experience, that it is understanding that you're here to develop your your um, human consciousness uh, around your soul, spirit and purpose. And, and there has to be a consciousness around your accountability and the actions that you take. So to those of us that we often, and, and especially in, in the spiritual space, because I, I've probably experienced ego in a very different way than being in corporate, <laughs> and it's the same, same, but different. And, and I really feel that some people believe that they are in spirit. I believe that they think that they are um, connecting to, to pure source and so therefore they don't have the awareness around they're actually stuck in their ego and a consciousness that can be very debilitating. And, and therefore it's, it's about us really knowing how to connect with our intuition. So, you know, whether it be yourself who has been a spiritual mentor and teacher for me, yet you're going to be teaching me through, through your filters of your, of, you know, you come with your model of the world. You come from your experiences You'll be able to highlight things or show or, or share with me different strategies, but at the end of the day, it's about me learning what I need to take and adapt that to me and my needs. But I sort of need to know what my needs are first. Um, you know, I, I, I use this analogy a lot that we are, you know, and it's it's very sort of corny, but you know, you think about a, a jigsaw puzzle that that's not in the box. You know, it's in a plastic bag. Or it's all these pieces, and we're putting it together, and we each are one of those pieces. We can look similar, we can sound similar, we can have similar experiences, but we are very individual and that is our soul, you know, blueprint that, that we we are looking to, commu- to, to connect with. Mm. Well, and the other thing, like, um, I think just the reminder I got from that article about this, this fake positivity thing, the reminder I got too was there is this push and, and I, I mean, some of, like, some of my clients will call me and say, well, you know, I just, I, I feel like I'm call, I'm crying all the time and I'm sad all the time. And, you know, I'm counter manifesting because of that. And I, I like, I want you guys to understand all of you that are listening, right? It's good that you're crying. It's good that you get angry. It's good that you get mm-hmm. sad. It's good that you get happy. All the ranges of emotions are what we're meant to feel here, right? We're not meant to always be happy. We can't always be 100% happy. Can we be at peace 100% of the time while having these other lower negative, what we call negative emotions? Absolutely. I can cry and still be at peace. I can be angry feel an anger towards something unjust and still remain at peace. I can, you know, look back at a time when I felt a great loss and feel sadness and have tears and cry, but still be at peace. So that's the difference. I think that, that people aren't really hearing from a lot of the teachers out there that hopefully you guys will hear from Julie and I like, it's perfectly normal to cry. It's perfectly normal to have down days. It's perfectly normal to hit these points of depression. That is your soul telling you there's something compressed. There's something out of alignment. There's something you're doing that your higher self and soul doesn't want you to do. <laughs> so mm-hmm. good. Good that you're feeling it. Don't get stuck in it is the point. Mm-hmm. And so if we're here to um, to 
to develop that conscious awareness, it's being conscious of the fact that our body and our brain have a, have a science around it. And, and you know, our body needs to release those chemicals as well as those emotions. So crying has a chemical that we release. We have to do that. Um, on, a, on an emotional sense too, it's we have a way of releasing those emotions. And, and whenever those emotions are triggered, it's because it's an internal compass to say, look, there's either a lesson here or there needs to be attention and focus consciously put here. And so sometimes that the, the, the danger or the, the shadow of um, this ultra positivity and spirituality can be, again, that we're giving the power to something, you know, it, it's, it's definitely having trust and connection with pure source, but it's also knowing that we are channeling that through a human body and a human consciousness. So it's really about conscious awareness that um, to feel a feeling is to go, great, okay, I'm feeling this feeling, I'm aware of it, and where the peace comes is that we feel aligned with the fact that, okay, it's out of balance. And so how can I take the learnings and embrace this but also allow myself to learn what needs to happen to, to, to develop that part of my consciousness? So it's a very interesting, and I often think of a, um, so I, I talk about a, um, a manual car, you know, that the foot with the clutch and, the, and I've said this before, it's very much a, a, an orchestral matrix that we are working with, there's a couple of moving parts, but it's funny how we we can create the harmony and the flow through that um, awareness of, of, of spirit and consciousness coming together. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's amazing. I mean, you know, I think it's funny too. I don't think it's funny. Let me be clear on that. <laughs> I think it's sad um, and and unfortunate that there are so many teachings out there that are making people feel like they have to achieve constant positivity. And that's the only way um, mm -hmm. of manifesting a life that is intentional and, and manifesting a powerful life. I mm -hmm. really have experienced in, in the last 25 years that I can still manifest amazing stuff, even if I'm in an emotional state. I can still, because it's that maintaining the peace thing. So if there's one bottom line to all of this, we have to get to a place where we are at peace in our minds, in our emotions, in our souls with what we're doing, who we are and how we're expressing that. If you have peace, you can experience any number of a range of emotions and still manifest very powerfully what you want to have in your life. And sometimes just expressing how very sad at a loss you are or how very um, affected, even joyful tears, you're going to have those things ex like manifest things into your life. You don't always have to feel the positive side of it. But you don't mm. want to be numb either because that's the part yeah. that I'm not cool with either is these people are like, well, I don't feel anything. I must be enlightened. That's not it. Yeah, no. And it's funny because over here we have um, something called tall, tall poppy syndrome where basically anybody that does achieve something, somebody quickly wants to come and, and, and cut you down. And, and um, so, so we tend to repress even the joyful things or things that we can celebrate ourselves or feeling great. So any of that repression, and it's interesting because Beverly sort of has got a, a message here about when you use spirituality to bypass emotional healing, it can create an internal disconnect and possible neurosis and or psychopathy. Psychopathy, yeah. It's 
Exactly. You're, like your neural pathways are being created all the time. You know, they say that we only use 10% of our brain. That's not, no, I've seen the tests and the machines. Your brain all lights up. You're using all of it. It's just we're only conscious of a certain percentage. Um, so the thing is, these neural pathways are, are creating themselves all the time, definitely along our, our thought processes. And the thing is, if you're going against that instinctive, intuitive um, DNA patterning, uh, you're going to create some confusion. Hence, psychosis can absolutely kick in because there's two energies that are fighting against each other. Yeah. Um, and, and this numbness is I'm, I'm curious to know what other activities are people doing, what are other things that people are consuming that allow them to, to become numb. So uh, there's definitely the desensitisation, which is our narcissist. There's definitely that side of things. Yet um, when we're empathic, when we're intuitive and we're highly sensitive, uh, we tend to numb in a different way, even if it is addiction to people or to, to emotions, which can sometimes be uh, the negative emotions because um, we get what's called a secondary gain from them. Yeah. You know, to be in victim, that can be just so rewarding at times. To be in victim, it means that I don't have to have a go. It means that people come and nurture me and, and make me feel secure. So, uh, you know, you sort of really got to get real and, and true to, to who you are and what you're doing and be very transparent when you're really truly wanting to work through um, your own spiritual awareness and development. So here's an yeah. interesting thing that, that keeps popping up in my head, and I think spirits just waving the flag, um, and and I'll give my own interpretation, and then I I would love you to jump in and give your interpretation um, of what spirituality is, because <laughs> there's this huge question about what is spirituality, right? We call it spiritual because it's not tangible, it's not something mm -hmm. we can. See. Um, so to me, spiritual practice, spirituality is our belief system in what our higher selves and our creator and the things we don't see, that's our spirituality. That is what we're developing. That spirituality includes things like the sixth sense. It's the intuition, right? It's going with the cycles of nature and feeling into things, what's right and what's wrong. Like to me, that's true spirituality. That's why we practice meditation. That's why we study ancient texts. That's, you know, it's entering into conversation. To me, it's conversation with the universe, with spirit, with source energy, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, whether I'm awake, consciously, physically awake, or I'm physically asleep. Like it's the consciousness, the knowing this is coming from spirit. To me, that's what spirituality is. It isn't a matter of, you know, can you meditate for six hours straight? Can you, you know, levitate? To me, that's not necessarily spirituality. I think a lot of people glean onto those experiences because it's a way for them to gauge the level of how enlightened you are. And I don't know if that's true. Like to me, as long as I have peace within myself and a communication with spirit daily and every day, and my life becomes a meditation or my life becomes a prayer, then I feel like um, that is, that's the path of spirituality. And it's a ever evolving path. It's an ever changing path. It takes my commitment and discipline and my participation with spirit not this isn't just me on my knees begging for help 
like the mm. ATM machine of God. Like I'm not just there to say, okay, well, I need this. Now answer my prayers. I mean, I'm constantly just in that place of let me empty my mind and hear what you have to say to me. I'm, I'm in that place of you can redirect me. This is my plan for today. But here, use me. Let me be your vessel. And then change my plans because they have a whole other other plan for me. That to me is mm. what spirituality is. What is it mm. to you, Julie O'Brien? And, and and I definitely align to to your thoughts and your beliefs, and and it's uh, absolutely why I sort of gravitate to you and and your principles. Yet it's been interesting. What I found <laughs> is that um, there are religious practices that use the same word, and it has a whole other connotation to it. So it was no different to being in corporate. You know, I couldn't openly discuss NLP as neuro linguistic programming. Uh, but I could cap it over as neuroscience. Same, same, but different, and that's it's a language. And so there was still the same practices, still the same methodologies. What I found is coming out of that space, still playing in that space, but also just for the business space that I work in too, I find that I use the word intuitive instead of spiritual because in my spaces when I was talking about spiritual and we have a very big um, suburb area in, in and around my community that, um, um, gosh, I'm, I'm really not in, I'm not, I'm not, you know how all different sort of um, religions will have certain labelings, but basically it's, it's, it's a foundational Christian uh, community and their idealization of spirituality is um, against everything that I do and, and believe. So what's interesting is my children will talk about mum being spiritual and <laughs> when it's spoken about in other communities, it's, it's just very, very different. So uh, it's, I'm, I'm, it's interesting that you bring that up because I still, myself, would, and when I'm speaking with you, it's about our spirituality. It's about developing our spirituality, our awakening. It's another word that can be used. Um, yeah, if we can find, because I'm not really into this new age. I don't, don't sort of feel that that's the, the umbrella to put it under either. It's a practice. It's a being. And I think it's a little like what I do. Um, and on the weekend when I when I had a day where I was doing sort of a bit more of my spiritual stuff and my, my soul maps and doing some readings, um, yet I get to do my NLP stuff that's in the intuitive space, I still finish and people just go, I don't even know what that is. I don't even know what to call it. So a lot of what I do and who I am, it doesn't have words. <laughs> it has frequency. It has sounds. You know, I, I have one of my predominant guides um, is galactic. So, you know, and to me, you know, I was born and bred in, in a Catholic uh, belief system. So, you know what, it's a very colourful a multifaceted being uh, and doing, and uh, but I resonate very much with what you said. I know that's a long answer to something that, that should have been shorter, <laughs> but it's it's funny because I'm sure even with many people here, you'll find that they'll tap in and they'll be yes, yes, yes. But oh, hang on a minute, no, I really think that um, all, all sorts of things. You know, um, you know, I've been in other places doing doing um, courses where. You know, their practices and their rituals are outside of what I would even consider to be spiritual, but they are. So it's it's a very interesting Oh, yep. See? You don't have words for what I think and feel. 
I have many words for what I think and feel and do. <laughs> I love your many words. I think language is important. It's so funny because when I was traveling with my um with my Navajo brother up in Canada, he's he and I have never really, you know, I've not funny enough, you guys, like as many times as I've been to the Navajo Nation and been to the family. Um, property and had ceremonies done. I don't talk about myself. I, do, you know, I don't like if people don't ask me, I don't tell them what I do, how I do. But apparently my ex-boyfriend said something about me being um, a psychic and all he thought my friend Pat thought was that I was like the Sedona psychics. And, and he goes, we're driving and he goes, so tell me what it is you, wh what do you do? <laughs> And I was like, the world calls me psychic. I had, you know, because that's the only way for them to understand in an easy way, that label, only way for them mm -hmm. to understand kind of what I do. I said, and it, it's very limiting to me. I don't even like that yeah. title. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think intuitive's well, enough know, either, right? No, no. And you know the experience you've had when you've guided me through uh, my belief systems and my connection to my spiritual awakening and beliefs, um, that the word psychic was, and, and again, it was because when I left, basically the week after I left the corporate space, I was in the spiritual shop, it's crystal shop, but whatever we want to call it, um, and I was there doing my practices and I was developing all of the, my, my gifts and it was my father who just said to my mum, like, how can she just one day decide to be psychic? Like, really? And he calls it voodoo. <laughs> um, so, of course, that triggering of, yeah, he's right. Like, how can I claim this when you broke it down and all those things that I do and I'm being are psychic? Uh, yet it's, um, and, and I'm going to go off topic, but on topic, it's so different to the word fat, you know, and I had this whole connection to that word and, when you de like, I'm going to say desensitize from the word and go, it's just a word. It's a descriptive word around whatever. Um, I think psychic is the same. But but isn't it interesting that once you yourself connect with what it means for you, then the word uh, and the charge that that word has changes, and you lose its power to a certain amount, to a certain extent. <laughs> yep, exactly. Because even so my friend, I find that it rolls like off my tongue. He goes, you're not a sight. He goes, that's not what you are then. I said, look, <laughs> it's the only way for me to explain to people in an easy way what I do for work. When they ask me, what do you do for work? I tell them I'm a psychic or I'm a spiritual counselor. And, and then that just opens up this whole other thing I don't want to get into with people when I meet them. So a lot of times I will say now to the regular world, people out there that ask me, like, I don't know, my insurance agent or the person at the hair salon, they'll say, what do you do? And I'll say, I'm a counselor of sorts. I won't say life coach. I won't say a counseled business people. I don't yeah. say I'm a psychic because there's no way in, in this spiritual walk of mine, I can explain all that I can do. Like, yes, I do mm -hmm. healing. Yes. I channel. Yes. I teach. Yes. I am a spiritual teacher. There's so many different things, but can I just say like, well, I'm spiritual. That's not really an occupation. <laughs> To most people in the world. So yeah. But to hear, but to hear it is, and then in this space it is. So so that's the human side of us learning how to um, understand somebody's language. And that's basically all I've ever done, you know, whether it be in, in a in a professional space or or outside. It's it's connecting with somebody, listening to what their pain points are, listening to how you need to um, deliver your perception and their message 
I know if somebody would have said to me, even five years ago, you know, Julie, you'd be doing all of this psychic work, you'd be doing channeling, you'd be, you know, connecting with galactics. I, I honestly would. I would have judged that person so much and I would have been mm-hmm. fearful because it's like that. that's just, I was, that's where I was at. Yet if that person who didn't start to um, share with me um, the knowledge, the experiences and highlight what I was doing that was very intuitive, then I wouldn't have had the opportunity to explore it. So I think that's part of, you know, what, what you and I do. It's about having the awareness around how can we put the, like match their language, match their words, match their understanding so that they get the opportunity to explore um, that part of themselves because part of your intuition will be picking up that's exactly where they're at. But it can be fearful. So no different to what I do is breaking through um, their belief system and, and you're doing the same thing. <laughs> and and um, and we know how to match people at whatever space they're in. And, of course, you know, I just know there's nobody really that I've had a conversation with that is completely shut down. They'll be saying certain things about, yeah, I don't, I don't believe in that stuff. Um, and I, I got this in rooms with lawyers. It's like uh, emotional intelligence, let alone intuition. But I found if it was predominantly men who are professional, talk about instinct. Talk about their business instinct. Talk about their leadership instincts. Same, same, but different. <laughs> and the activities that we were doing was all energy-based. They were feeling in, which I couldn't say that, but, hey, lean in to your instinct. Feel into your energy. Use your psychic, you know, awareness, those sorts of things. So it's 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 a funny little dance that we do. It's our intention and, and our integrity, I believe, on how we do that because I think that's where in some spaces – uh, when people get the the ego trips and become the gurus, that that's them fulfilling their needs, not somebody else's. So it's funny yeah. the word energy yeah. anymore in I, certain circles. I don't, like you say, I don't. like the energy of a room, right? Like in some circles, you can say that, and someone just gets it, right? I walked into this room with funky energy, and and that's okay. Turn around and say the vibe was just so bad. And it changes the way someone sees it, depending on what group you're in front of. It's just funny mm-hmm. to me, like these games we play. I like what Beverly has to say. I'm going to put your comment up, Beverly, if I can reach my mouse. Hang on a minute, because I think this is an important one. Spirituality to me is the expression of my connection to who I really am. I am a spiritual being, a light being, pure consciousness, having an experience as a human being in the role that I'm playing here on earth, shining my light. That was very, very beautifully articulated. Thank you. (laughs) Seriously. So yeah, I mean, we are here, you know, just doing this radio show. And it's so amazing to me, like everything has come this beautiful circle in the last two weeks for me. Um, just my friend coming around up to Seattle, me taking him to Canada, us starting the, the podcast, Hidden Wisdom, funny enough, First episode, we have issues. We got to jump on Facebook, which thank God for Facebook because we are able to still do the show. Um, Otherwise, we would be knocked off air. I'm not going to let anything stop us. But there's this weird full (laughs) circle. I stopped Hidden Wisdom Radio when I had colon cancer. My friend came into my life during that time and helped heal me like their, their, their medicines, their ceremonies healed me. And it's this weird. It's been three years full circle. And now here we are again, 
right? And starting this whole new thing to me feels like we need to. Like yeah. there's something about, I think, where people are at right now and what's coming. You and I've touched on this before um, with all of this planetary stuff and what's going on. Like, and I think it's cool because here I am in the US, you're in Australia, right? So mm -hmm. you're a day ahead of us. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's right. I don't even know seven when hours like, behind yeah, or something. Exactly. Yeah. And I think when it's happening, it's happening. So it'll be a certain time in your place and a certain time in mine. But I'll often joke and say, you know what, well, you watch out tomorrow because it's coming. <laughs> it's on its way. Um, so it's um but even that in itself, so having awareness and knowledge around that. Uh, and it, go back to the article, it still can be something that people, and, and they do, they talk about retrograde. Oh, it's it's the retrograde. And people who have no care of spirituality or energy or anything like that will, will talk about the, the planets. And it's probably the space that I saw had more credibility uh, starting to flow in in corporate because people were getting into astrology and numerology. So all of a sudden, because it had a map space to it, um, it was regarded as having credibility. So, of course, I would sort of draw on that. And uh, what I was going to say is that I think for me it it helps me um, feel a little bit more um, uh, at ease and in harmony, no different to when I found out what an empath was. So when I found out what an empath was, what the traits were, what some behaviours were, I, I was relieved and it's not because all of a sudden, oh, here's a reason or here's an excuse. No, it allowed me to connect with a, a group of behaviours and thoughts and being, this super sensitivity that um, I was sort of so victimised for and alienated for, it actually had its purpose. And I've got to say, if I didn't have that experience, I wouldn't be as aware as I am now. And and the biggest thing that I was, t I was teaching others is, is an, and, you know, you talk about energy, but I'd tell them, you know, use your senses and turn them right up. So if you can see what isn't being shown, you know, hear what's not being said and just lean in to the dynamics, and that's the words I would use um, in a corporate sense, they were still getting to feel that sensory perception around what was going on because the one thing that's happened is that people are just, you know, we're stuck in screens it's 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 actually a little bit scary because I am I'm somebody who of late has started to put my phone away because I have the habit of picking my phone up while I'm driving have a look at it and um, <laughs> the laws are just getting uh, too too strict so it's like put it right out of the way the thing is what I'm noticing is how many people are driving looking into their screen how many people are, are like sitting at restaurants and and so the world and technology and this human disconnect is um, is really huge and it's accelerating quickly. That is why I feel we have this spiritual awakening that, uh, and it will come out in different words, um, that everybody is starting to experience this sense, this thing. I don't know. It's this inner thing, Julie. I'm, I just feel. I feel this thing, but I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's your spiritual. It's your it's your soul. <laughs> It's, I like to call it truth awakening, not so much mm -hmm. the spiritual awakening. And I, I really yeah. think it's the truth awakening. It's whatever your highest truth is awakening. It's the mm. consciousness of that. It's the understanding of that. It's the, the intention of walking your own truth. And my truth and your truth are at any given moment are going to be completely different. Truth yeah. subjective that way.
right? And, and it's relative to whatever you've contextualized in your own life. Like, what are the circumstances? You and I can be sitting there looking at the same sunset and be totally in a different experience, mm. you know? So even with spirituality and, and, and this walk we do and these, these things we try to strive for, it really is just striving for the truth of who we are. Less yeah. all of the programming and all of the world telling us how to be, what to be, you know, what to strive for, how to compare ourselves, how to judge ourselves. It's like, that is what we're striving to, to learn. Who am I? What do I want? Mm. Right? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's the bottom line. And sometimes it doesn't feel good. Mm. Yeah. Right? Spiritual awakening does not feel good. When it happens, no. that dark night of the soul that you come crashing down and realize, oh my God. God, there's so much I didn't know is real. You hit that dark nut of the soul. It can last a week. It can last a year. It can last 10, mm. right? Like mm. that's still part of the spiritual awakening. And that's not a positive feeling. Yeah. But it's and, and I think that, absolutely. And I think that has become one of the focuses that I have when I'm talking about mindset. You know, if you think about your body being the vessel that you're that you're traveling in, that vessel has that you know it's like a car you know and you get a car that's had so many kilometers on it or it's been resprayed or it's got a new motor in it you know we have generations we have lifetimes we have past lives depending on your beliefs that are, is all in our dna that's you know we've got all these other chemical makeups and it's all in there so so we have to understand that if we're going to get into a used car, <laughs> there's some things that we need to tune. We need to fine tune. We might need to change the tires. We might need to change whatever. Um, it's about working through and having that awareness around there's a program in there that doesn't mean that it's the absolute truth. And I think one of the biggest learnings I had in my complete burnout, my complete depression was that, you know, and I'm, I'm very much somebody that's a bit probably pig-headed when it comes to my belief system and my integrity is everything. But to have that, um, um, I don't know what the word is, but but basically to, to then go, you know what, I'm not always right. So so if I'm not always right, then it's it's not just about going, oh, well, I'm right, wrong and I'm bad. It's about I'm curious. How do I know this is true for me? How do I know this is true for me for where I'm at right now? Because that's that's the that's the key to this. It's it's about working with the way we are thinking. Now there's an unconscious part of this that we don't know. But the stuff that we do know is just a pre-recording of what we've experienced before. And so it's about creating how we experience moving forward. And then that's got a whole other layer to it as well in our in our um, worth, in our values, in our beliefs around ourselves. So it's it's understanding that if we can really just understand those parts, trust in spirit, trust in that pure source connectedness and knowing. Um, how do we then start to explore and journey through the consciousness to then start to break down what isn't working for me? Because I, I believe that people can sit in a in a um, night of the dark soul for many years. And so I suppose through my work, it's about make a choice here and it doesn't have to happen for many years. You can choose to make change now, but here's some reality checks. It It does, you know, the minute you say yes and I'm in, and this is the biggest thing for me, the minute I said, yeah, I'm in, you know, I'm going to stay here, um, that's when the hard stuff started. But the more I educated myself and had others teach me, the more um, it became manageable. And I've, I felt 
the certainty and the confidence you feel just to have knowledge is is just powerful. It's then about applying it and taking action. That's a whole other thing again. Um, but it is multifaceted. It's so there's so many layers. And I suppose that's the art of what I love to do is work with that human um, vessel <laughs> and, and particularly the, the computer that runs that human vessel. How can we start to, to work with it and um, allow our spirit to, to sort of channel through a lot more effectively? You know, and it may not happen all in my lifetime, I really don't know, but I know that I've come here to play a part in that and um, it's become my passion, yeah. It's fun though. It's fun to to shine the light for other people in the role that we're in. But I also think it's equally fun to do to do that work for yourself. Um there's there's that. Oh. <laughs> there's that that thing of um I know like every time there's another layer that becomes apparent in my own life and you guys tell us if this is true for you too but like when there's a new layer that appears it's like peeling wallpaper sometimes it's such tedious work right mm -hmm. but you're peeling one layer and you're like wow that other layer's there where did that come from like who put it there and then there's a little hole there and there's like wow there's another layer there too but you've got to actually remove each layer in a hole to get to um, the core. And that's what I think what we're trying to do on our spiritual walks is we're trying to get to the core that it allows us to connect to spirit in a very childlike way without all mm -hmm. of the goobly gunk and all of the programs and all of the societal rights and wrongs. And, and so to me, I really feel like that work is fascinating. It's mm -hmm. fun, mm -hmm. but it, I think a lot of people look at it like work. It really is more of a, it, it's discovery, it's curiosity. Mm. But even see what you're doing in the words that you reframe things in, that's exactly, you know, that, that's that's sometimes the the, uh, the the role that we play is because I know I will practice this stuff with others. I, I can be phenomenal and, and people will get their results. There's a part that I still have in my shadow or in my blinkers that I don't hear myself say those things and I don't see myself or, or know what my blockages are. So it's always good to educate other people around me. Yet the thing is, um, is to have that trust and that connection with somebody so that you ask their permission. You know, can I actually, can I suggest that you look at this differently? And instead of saying it this way, and, you know, I was I was on, on a, in a space this morning coaching and it was interesting how, you know, this person was to say, you know, look, I've just, I've just, doubled my prices um, but and then there goes that word but which just negates everything um, I'm doing it because you know I need to, to to keep my family you know comfortable and secure and all, all this stuff that that her, her language went into I could hear that she was wanting to justify that 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 need when what about if you just say <laughs> I've actually just aligned myself with my offering being at certain price and it's so that I can create an environment for my children to, to, to nourish in. It's so that I can contribute to other things. It's, it's the words that you use and the framing that you put around something that, that shifts your energy in a moment. Because when things are hard and when it's difficult and I'm really struggling and you just listen to people and you feel the energy flop when you're listening, 
just to be that scaffolding for somebody's language is is key. And the minute I start doing it for something, I hear myself and then I get to catch myself. I go, I just buttered that. And, you know, unconsciously when you say the word but, you basically, your unconscious mind goes, hmm, I can fail at this and that's okay. So I know now before the word comes out, I stop and then I, I know how to go and and then I frame it in a way that will have me focus on what I want as my outcome as opposed to wanting to move away from the fear of this either happening or not happening. Absolutely. It's all very interesting. Our language, yeah, our, our language gives us some insights to how this thing's going. <laughs> it's a, that, yeah. that thing is a fascinating, mm. it's fascinating to me. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. And so many aspects of it we have not uncovered of what it is, what's possible. Right. No. There's so much think, more that's possible. Yeah. And we come from light and we come from frequency. So, of course, you think about words and where they even started and they were grunts, they were groans. Um, the frequency that we hear tones, you know, our, the ringing in our ears, it all comes down to that. Um, you know, when we swear and a child picks up on that, they don't know the words, what it means, but they feel it and they feel the frequency of what it creates. Um, you know, I was having this conversation with my children the other day because certain words that they just say freely now was such a taboo word when I was, I wouldn't even say that in front of my parents. Um, but it, I feel it. It's just so commonly used. And it, it's because the frequency has aligned itself to go, oh, you know what, it's acceptance. We've just accepted it's another word. But it's it's knowing that as we speak and anyone that's done any vocal training, the the frequency or the the tone, sorry, and the pitch that people hear as opposed to what we hear within us to then the actual what's coming out. Um, it's so fascinating. It's just, it's just, I love that sort of stuff. So yeah. Well, even when people speak a totally different language, um, mm. it's, it's it, to me, just that, that having to feel what they're saying, mm. right. Having to feel it like just sitting with, with the Navajos. Um, I remember when, when the matriarch at the family at my ceremony, she spoke at length, but she doesn't speak English. She speaks Navajo. And I was very mm -hmm. present watching her. And, and every time she spoke, I listened, I couldn't understand a dang word. Like I didn't know what, what translated those words meant, but I can tell you this much, I could feel it. It could feel mm. it deeply and it was moving something around in me because I was having emotional reactions to it. So it's very mm. true. Our words have power. That's why animals, animals, mm. whether it's, you know, I, I swear they understand sometimes because those, there's times when I will call our dog a name after he's done what he knows he's not supposed to do. And I, you know, even if I say it softly and nicely, he turns and gives me that look like, how dare you say that to me, right? <laughs> it's the energy and the intention behind me saying it. They feel definitely, it. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Intention is big um, because I did the same thing when I went to Fiji. I went to a service there and at first I was like, but I don't, I don't understand a word. But my intention was there. My daughter went on a, um, uh, a European tour and one of the countries that she went to they spoke very loud. The words were short. They were they were forceful, um, and it was like they were spitting while they were speaking. Now she her intention was uh, from a child, very like oh, they're so loud, they're so in your face, and so she wasn't even allowing herself to 
to want to connect. <laughs> um, she took it very offensively. And, and yet it's just a language. Um, I, I remember a, a gentleman, I think he was a preacher or a minister, sorry, from Papua New Guinea. And he was in one of the rooms that I was doing some sort of course in one day. And he got up and he stuck his finger up, his middle finger. And um, he said, I'm going to tell you, he said, and I've watched all of you in the room gasp at what I just did. He said, if I did this in my congregation, he said, nobody would eat. They'd, they'd be curious as to why I stuck my finger up, but it doesn't have the meaning and the intent behind it as what it does here in your culture. And I thought, wow, that is true. Because at the end of the day, it's just a finger, but it's the intention and it's the energy. It's the everything that you put behind it. Um, people will do it and it's a joke. Others will do it and, you know, it's the intention behind it. So it's, Oh, very, very interesting, all that sort of stuff. Very interesting. Well, but the, the, I mean, really, just going back to that whole that whole thing of the the only experiencing positive emotions, mm. right? Like all, faking this positive, happy place. Like that's that thing too where I've felt into it with people I've listened to um, that I've experienced on a level of them being the teacher or them being the guru or whatever you want to call it. And feeling into it, knowing that there's an underlying energy there. There's a, mm -hmm. I can feel something that their words aren't saying, that we actually need to give ourselves permission to feel. And it won't mm -hmm. always be positive. Their words may be positive, but if you feel something under it, you mm -hmm. need to trust that feeling, trust yeah. that vibe for mm -hmm. yourself. I think that's mm -hmm. one part I think that a lot of people kind of tend to miss. They think, yeah, but they're, you know, they <laughs> they do the worldly thing. They've got a million followers on Facebook. They've got a TV show or they've got, you know, they've got like book deals. They must be doing something. Or they have someone or they themselves are good at marketing. Mm -hmm. If you and, and feel something devious, you need to trust your own feels. Yeah, and that's what, and exactly why we do the work we do. Um, and, and Beverly might know this sort of stuff just like you and I. Um, you know, as a human, we have uh, a programming that that our brain takes in information from our world. And, you know, whether it's visual, auditory, kinesthetic or ID, well, that ID, that last sort of learning style taking in the world is something that is um, very black and white, very logical, practical. And so different people take in things before they make it credible. So some people have to see, um, wow, you're on television, that must mean. So, so it's for them, for their logic mind, it's this credibility. Um, you know, that they, they've, wrote, they've written a book, they've this, they've that. And they don't really think as to, well, that book was funded by somebody, that, that book was actually written by somebody else. It's, it's not about the credibility or the depth. It's just that what it looks and what it perceives in that person's status. And for them, that's important. So it's, that's why it's really important that you know what, what your way of taking in your world is and how you align to your credibility, whatever your credibility is. Um, I do feel into things. You know, my husband is very much like seriously, and he, I'll say it lovingly, he's, he's emotionally crippled. Um, he'll listen to a couple of words somebody said and he's just taking what he needs to and that's it. See you later. I've felt into it. I've heard what they didn't say. Um, and nine times out of ten when I pick things up, he's like, how did you even do that? 
And I'll say, well, for me, it's important because I don't, because we will recruit people for his business. Um, I don't just need to know that that person's got the qualification. Because nine times out of ten over here, there's a real clever way that you can just make your resume look a certain way <laughs> because people only take in so much of it uh, and they don't do reference checks. Um, I want to feel in that that person, okay, they've got a, they've got a qualification or experience, but I want to know that that person has actually got the values that we have because if they don't, that's what's going to, like the, the trust won't be there, you know, the, the connection won't be there. How do I know that they're going to jump on board and, and do the work that we do or that we, that, you know, it's our branding, so to speak. And and so we had a, an experience last Christmas and and um, I watched a, a young person that's employed uh, have a lot to drink and then, you know, you put that Christmas party, you put some money on the bar for everybody at our table to drink. And he went to another table and he was buying this whole table of people drinks on our bill. And so me having the insight that I do, I was curious to understand um, for the purpose that he did that because they weren't people that he knew. But for whatever reason, he saw that opportunity to take that opportunity to do for whatever reason. But there was another part of it that that really rubbed up against my values because it was like I don't know whether I could trust you if I left you with a credit card to do certain purchases. And so, you know, it's just about having a conversation around that to then understand the purpose of him doing that. He might have just been so intoxicated that but see, it's things like that that I will think about, whereas my husband will just be, ah, sorry about it. Okay, radio. But then when something happens, you, you would give an insight. So, you know, when you feel into things, because your body is a great barometer, it, it, um, it tells you a lot. And so if, you, if you're not using that sensitivity, yeah, find out a bit later than you could have. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, wow, this has gone like so fast. We are almost at the top of the hour. Um, and, yeah, I want to hear from you guys in the chat that's still here with us. Um, what do you think? I'm going to put this up on Hidden Wisdom on Blog Talk Radio as just the the episode of the audio so you guys can download it and share it around if you want to. But for those of you here, how do you like the format? Um, forget the fact that we had to do it on Facebook Live. <laughs> so ridiculous. Um, I, want, I want to, before we leave, give Julie a chance to, to tell you what she's got going on for those of you who are women, um, that's who she she works with, and share with us how to get in touch with her because I think it's really important now that she's on here and she's going to be doing her own shows as well on, on Blog Talk Radio on our Hidden Wisdom um, to share how to get in touch with her. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, at the moment, it really is through um, my, my pages. So the, many of you here know me through Luminary Wisdom. I've also now just created, because I'm getting serious about um, being able to offer this as, as my full-time gig. Uh, so I have a, a page which will be under my name. At the moment, it's <laughs> it's a little bit misnamed, isn't it, Bernadette? So it's um, a business and strategy coaching, but I'm going to change that in the next couple of days so that it will uh, be my name. And this just intuitive strategist and so really at the moment that it's the best way or I have an email address which is Julie J-U-L-I-E with an underscore O-B-R-I-E-N with a number two at bigpond.com uh, they're the ways to connect with me I am really um, focusing on intuitive women 
who really want to explore who they are and what it is that they want to do, uh, not only to empower themselves but to create a spirit-filled business with, with that gift that they have or just the passion that they have. And so when, when intuitive women are starting to create something like this, they really need to think about themselves as a businesswoman. And, and those of us who are very intuitive find that really hard to understand how to market ourselves, brand ourselves, how to charge money and accept it in, in, as an energetic offering. And it's they're the things that I really want to uh, create a space and also a whole lot of tools so that women can create their spirit-filled business so that they can start to develop that financial security, uh, empowered way of thinking so that they can just create a lifestyle, a, a business lifestyle, so that they're living as well as creating income for themselves. I think that's at the crux of things. Um, I still do the one-on-one coaching, uh, yet what I'd really like to do is is encourage people to contemplate working in, in, a, in a block time with me sort of over 90 days. And so I've created a program that um, is about to be launched uh, the middle of this month where there's an intensive 90 days with me uh, in a group coaching environment, yet there'll be lots of templates and things for you to just get clear on who you are and what it is you want to do and how you message that out to the world and how you also receive um, and manifest uh, all of those things that you, you want to uh, for your security, your your um, certainty. Yeah. Again, that's all my words, Bernadette. <laughs> and they're beautiful yeah. words. They're I never beautiful. feel like give a answer. <laughs> hey, it that's was beautiful. my intention. Mm-hmm. We yeah. want to thank you guys for joining us tonight and invite you to come back.